Chris Howell Communications. This is Principles for Success, the Chris Howell Podcast. Success is something we all want to attain in the various areas of our lives, but it can be challenging. So in this podcast, Chris aims to have conversations with those who have achieved a level of success and hopes that principles they share will help you to remove the roadblocks and move you to victory, whether it's relationships, business, or any other area of life. Are you ready for success? Here we go. Thank you, Joy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Principles for Success podcast. I'm Chris Howell and I hope you've had a great week. As we prepare to honor manhood and fatherhood uh, this month of June, I wanted to share with you today a conversation that I had with a group of guys in what we called our In the Huddle with Chris Howell panel discussion. Uh, It was a discussion wrapped around manhood, and I think you'll uh, get a better understanding of how we as men many times have not weighed in on the conversation of manhood. We often uh, try to subscribe and aspire to what it is society has told us uh, manhood should look like. But uh, in this discussion today, you'll hear men talk a little bit more about what we view as uh, today's uh, version of manhood anyway. Take a listen to this and I'll be back. Many of us can remember when we were young boys, we would wander off in the backyard where dad was sitting out with his friends or whatever. They would ask you questions like what Ed pointed out. And then you would may ask to get a drink of something that was sitting out there. And they'd tell you, oh, boy, you can't do that till you become a man. Wait till you get old enough, boy. You'll be a man. You get something in. So then we were conditioned to believe that manhood started at a certain age only to reach that age to find out that you're still not a man. Because society says, you gotta have a job. You gotta provide for a family. We would do that and then we're still left to wonder, am I a man? And then Pastor Calvin and I had a session standing in his room yesterday and I told him I was gonna give him credit for it the first time. I'm gonna steal it the next time, it's all mine. But he, we were standing there talking and we start, I was telling him about that same situation and he started saying, well yeah, you're still not a man then. Because society says you can't even have a drink until you're 21. They say you're 18 at a man, but you can't have a drink until you're 21. And if that's not enough, you can't even rent a car until you're 25. So when do I become a man? So we're all grappling and searching for this thing called manhood. And the fact that there's even a question of whether or not you're a man. No one ever questions, is she a woman? And I'm not trying to put us against them, but I'm just saying, no one ever questions whether she's a woman. But if you don't meet a certain set, so what that tells you is there's a certain set of standards or characteristics that have been associated with whether or not you're a man. The challenge that I have with that is many times we have not weighed in on what those standards should be. So we're we're constantly moving at someone else's bar that's constantly getting moved. As we pointed out, you can't rent a car, you can't have a drink. So we want to talk about this thing called manhood. As we delve into this, guys, I'd like to start with each of you describing what manhood means to you. Keith will come on that end. You see, I put him way on that end because he's got that other radio voice. <laughs> and I'm first. <laughs> and you're first. Wow. And they owe you time because he messed it up. Ed. So I'm going to reclaim my yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm time. <laughs> so Keith, yeah, you're absolutely right, Ed. I'm talking 30, 60 seconds less, man. We're trying to make up time for lunch. <laughs> so the question is, what is, what is manhood? When you hear manhood? the term manhood, what does that mean I to think, you? I uh, think for me, a man is a male, uh, number one, who is worth marrying. Uh, number two, who can take care of himself and his family. And number three, who pours back into, gives back into his community. Okay. Pretty much the same thing, you know, a person that, that is trustworthy. You know, the earlier, it wasn't an analogy, it was the truth about uh, Benny and the check. You know, that's, that's manhood in itself. A manhood is if you can leave your wallet in a room and your woman in a room with a man that you don't know, and, and when you come back, they're both intact. 
So that's, that, important. that's pretty much uh, what it is to be a man, uh, to not to uh, uh, succumb to those pressures and temptation that can endanger your standing as a man. All right, well, I'll, I'll be the first one to, to use the scripture by Paul. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. To me, I mean, there is no real, um, there's no real moment that you say, I'm a boy, you go from boy, being a boy to a man. I think for me, some of us don't become men until you hit those 40s until you have a day where you really understand and respect time. And what do I mean? I mean, the fact that you only have a certain window of time left. And the moment you understand and respect that, that should really change your perspective on everything you do. That's raising your kids, that's going after your career, that's going after whatever it is you have in your heart until you understand and respect time, then you will forever be wasting your life as a boy because you foolishly think that you have more time than you do. That was good. I'm gonna quote my father that uh, a man who fails to plan, plans to fail. Um, he taught me that growing up all my life to always have a plan. And I say, for me, manhood is when you put your responsibilities and your priorities and your present and you put your legacy before you. And that means you put your, your responsibilities and your, your priorities are what you do right now, but when you start to think about everyone outside of you and your legacy, that's when you become, I think, a man who's, when you, when you think about a bigger purpose and how your purpose is left here on earth and who that benefits after you're gone. So, uh, very broad question. I think that manhood for me is really uh, following uh, Christ-like um, principles and thinking outside of yourself and serving others more than you serve yourself. And once, once we get to that level of understanding, then I think that that's when you become a man. The, ultimately then, I think that we, we also, um, are, that man is always growing and learning. And so refusing to stop learning and, and doing like my grandmother said, as you know better, do better. Um, certainly uh, encompasses what manhood means to me. And I will kind of close this out uh, with basically everyone has said kind of around about what all manhood is and I have to say uh, stand on what Antar says that when I was a child I spoke as a child but when I became a man I put away childish things and so for me uh, manhood is understanding and the Bible tells us in Ephesians 1 and 18 the eyes of our understanding being enlightened so when I come to a place of understanding and I don't be the way of a child or the way that I think or how women are more mature than guys so then as a woman wants to be married at 18 and the guy says that I'm still I'm trying to understand myself. I'm trying to learn myself. And it goes to what we were talking about, Chris, yesterday, 18, 21, 25. And I remember at 30, I realized that, hey, I'm not in my 20s anymore. So now life really kicks in. And so I think that if to sum it all up, being man, uh, uh, understanding manhood is just understanding. Absolutely. And I think everything that you guys have said is absolutely correct. And the answer to that question is really shaped on our own life's experiences. I wanted to just go through a set of characteristics because, again, 
we've all heard that term, well, he's not a man, or, you know, and so what does that mean? So I want us to be able to, when we hear that, uh, be able to have some point of reference of whether or not we agree with whether or not that man may actually be a man. So some of the set of characteristics that I wanted to go through was uh, courage. I mean, one of the first things that come to mind is courage for me. A man does not shrink from a necessary challenge regardless of the risk. As a man, you step up. You're the first one to the door when the doorbell rings. You're the first one to the fight. You know, you step up. Uh, and then to follow that up is, I mean, uh, provide and protect. Most of the time when you ask someone what is a man, you're generally going to hear that he's a provider. You're going to provide for your family. You're going to protect your family. But I think many times when we say provide, we leave provide or provision at money alone. And it's not just money. There so, there's that emotional support, that spiritual support that the family needs from that man. And if you're not married, it's still your siblings or other family members still need that emotional and spiritual support from you as a man. It's the self-reliance. A man cannot, you know, can stand on his own and not need, and depend on other folks. It's being able to handle your own. I know many of us as men, we have pride and we don't like to ask for help from anyone because we were raised to believe that as a man, you take care of your own. But I also want to take that a step further and say, yes, take care of your own, but when you do need help, as we pointed out a moment ago with counseling, if you do find that you do need help in that area, please go out and get it. But most of the time as men, you want to stand on your own. Ed kind of talked about it a moment ago, but it's that whole honesty and the moral strength. As a man, Antar alluded to it with the uh, scripture there. As a man, there's a set of honesty and the moral strength that you have to have that you're no longer, longer, no longer gonna play as a little boy. It's not about how many women you can get. It's not even about how many cars you can get, but it's about how do you build that legacy for your family, how you take care of them even after you cease to exist. So that's, those are just some of the characteristics that I wanted to go through. And I also want to open it up to the men in the audience. This is engaging today. It's, it's not just about us talking to you, but it's you talking to us, and we're all that whole iron sharpening iron. We're all engaged in the conversation. Yes, sir. Morning. My name is Gary Jefferson. It's good to be here. Amongst Step up to the mic a little bit closer, Gary. It's I can't hear you. It's good to be here amongst a group of men uh, in this atmosphere. And on that subject of manhood, there's something that came to me. First of all, let me say I'm 56 years old, single, never been married, no kids. I'm from a large family, and one of my brothers said something one day. He said, uh, while he's at work, he's thinking of things he needs to get done when he gets off of work when he gets home. Wow. And he said he has a wife and four kids, and he said, one of the things he recognized early on, he said, was that when he walks in the house, no matter what he has planned, his goals and thoughts and all that become number six. Because in front of that is his wife and then his kids who's all been waiting on dad to come home. And with that said, the other thing I thought about is a lot of manhood for me these days has to do with what am I willing to trade and swap for others? You know, what am I willing to give up for other people? To me, that's a major thing because I'm always thinking about me, me, me. But at any given moment, I have to be willing to give up what I want for someone else. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. That's that whole part of providing for others piece. Anybody else want to share anything on that? Yes, sir. Good morning, men. Morning. morning. My name is Alfred Dixon. Um, I'm glad to be here. Um, Antoine, Antar, you, you spoke about uh, life and time. Uh, we as men have lost that sensibility of time. Um, we have what's called an extended adolescence, and I think that a lot of these men have, have fallen into that category. You know, you're 30 years old, you're still at home playing video games with your mama. You know, you haven't got out on your own. I think as men, we have to teach those young boys how to be responsible so that way they can come into their manhood at an earlier time before 30 or 40 or 52 or 56. Uh, Chris and I had this conversation the other day. I was coming home from work. He's my cousin, by the way. Absolutely. And um, we were talking about 
time and life in the African-American community. We have lost a sense of time, which means by that, not only the adolescents, but we don't mind going to do time. You know, we're, we're wasting time by doing time, and then also we have lost the, the sense of responsibility of life. What does a life mean to you? What is a black life worth? You know, if you're willing to kill someone over a, a simple parking space or money, you know, that's your pridehood. That's your pride being injured. You know, so as men, we have to teach men how to be able to communicate, to understand who they are, and to understand these things and keep these things and hold these things as value. You know, uh, I'm a retired <coughs> Marine. I live by three words, honor, courage, and commitment. Every day when I get up, I want to bring honor to myself, my family who I'm associated with. I'm going to have the courage to stand up, moral courage to do what's right, and I'm going to be committed into whatever I'm doing and to helping people out. So if we can bring that back into the community as men and teach young boys how to be men, I think we'll be a better, in a better state. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, brother. Mr. Chris, if I could. If that I could is my it. cousin. Extremely proud of that man. He went straight into the Marines after high school and saved there 23 years and moved back to Dallas here just recently. Chris, uh, yes, sir. Real quick, uh, uh, something you said uh, really um, brought something else to mind. I'm sure we'll probably get to it. But the reason why a lot of our boys right now are making such dumb moves and, and such emotional moves and where they'll, they'll kill somebody, they'll rob somebody without thinking, and then they, they're in jail, and now that you ask them what do they think, and they say, well, I don't know. You have to think most of these boys were raised with no father. Mm -hmm. So and let, me, let me preface this statement by saying I was raised by a, a single mother. My father was there a little bit. So the father kind of, the father and the mother uh, equation adds a balance to a boy and to a girl, mind you, but to a boy. Because most of the time, our, our women tend to think outwardly. They're, they tend to be more emotional than we are. And so we tend to think inside and, and we, we process inwardly, right? So when you have a boy who does not have that picture of how a man processes, then when it's time to make an action, they're never gonna think out of their emotions or rather they're gonna act out of their emotions and then think later because they've never had anybody really there to say, hold on, don't give that an answer yet, process it, think about it. Now we have some great mothers, so don't, don't, don't think I'm, I'm uh, degrading or, or bashing the mothers, not at all. But I'm saying there's a balance that's, that has to be there. And I think we have to get back to getting with our sons and daughters and talking to them. Our fathers did not talk to us. You have to talk to them, not at, talk to them and tell them, I know what you feel like. Because what most men don't want to really admit is that you have a suit and tie and you have a title, but really on the inside, you're a scared little boy. Yeah. And really, you're a scared boy with a title and a beard. Whoa. <laughs> and you don't want to admit that, but that's the reality. And they see you paying the bills, and they see you got the big house and the big car, but they don't know that really the house is, you're barely paying it, the car is backed up, and really you don't really know how six months from now you're going to make it, you, you're scared that the job may close. They don't know that because you don't say that. 
And I'm not saying you disclose everything, but you've got to A, get back in the lives of your children if you're not, or B, you have to talk to your sons and daughters. They need to know that that's not a shell, that's a guy in there. I want to say this, and then Benjamin, I'm going to come to you. Because Antar, you raise a very good point. I think we certainly, uh, women act out of emotion a lot more than men. But I think it's important that fathers, like you said, open up and share with our children how we process. Because it's not just enough for me to have my father in the house if he doesn't really help me as a young man understand how he goes through processing and not acting out of emotion. So even as an uncle or as a friend to a young man, it's important that we help him to understand that and help him to see the difference. Because if no one ever opens up and shares, you don't know that until you look, get older in life and in hindsight, you see that that's something that you were missing. Because I'm like you, raised in a single home, I didn't realize until later that I was always acting out of emotion. I thought that's just the way I was supposed to process it. But then I had to really look at that a little bit deeper and I didn't begin to understand that what you said is absolutely right. So I think as men, we have a responsibility to not just go through it and process it, but we have to explain it. All right, well, there you have it. Now you've heard from the men as we talked about manhood in our In the Huddle with Chris Howell session. Again, very uh, provocative uh, conversation there. Really enjoyed having that conversation with the guys. But again, I think so many times as men, we have uh, allowed the society to define what manhood looks like, but many times without us weighing in on the discussion. So again, was very fortunate to have this discussion with the guys. As we prepare to honor manhood and fathers uh, this upcoming Father's Day, be sure to show a special love and recognition to uh, your father, if your father's still here with you, uh, or the fatherhood figure that has been placed in your life. Uh, because so many times men don't uh, feel honored and appreciated uh, as they uh, should. So again, here's an opportunity for you to seize the day and become the hero in their life. Why don't you do that? Until the next time, take care of yourself. To learn more about Principles for Success and Chris Howell Communications, visit chrishowellonline.com. Once there, access our media archive and find out about the other ways that Chris Howell Communications can inspire, impact, and inform.